Hello everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. As the smart autonomous future dawns upon us, the security risk for the rapidly growing intrinsic web of connected things across cyberspace, geospace and space, in short referred to as CGS, is becoming very complex. This is especially a cause of concern because while we are still struggling to manage the security risk from cyberspace, and because of cyberspace in geospace and space, security is becoming even more challenging when quantum computing is well on its way to becoming a reality. As a result, understanding how to secure Internet of Things and its ecosystem is becoming a priority, especially in a post-quantum computer era. So as we move forward in implementing the IoT ecosystem across CGS, it is important that we are prepared for the security of connected communications in a post-quantum computer era. To discuss how to secure Internet of Things in a post-quantum era, I'm delighted to welcome Larry Kerizny to Risk Roundup. Larry is a post-quantum encryption, AI, and deep learning advisor, and he's based in the United States. Welcome, Larry. We are so very honored to have you on Risk Roundup. Jay, sure. Thank you uh, for the invite, and uh, very impressed, by the way, with the people uh, that you have spoken with. Um, you certainly have a uh, respected community um, in my business, and uh, I talk to a lot of people. Um, I have probably 4,000 uh, industry-specific contacts in um, um, in LinkedIn, and I uh, use it, you know, very uh, selectively, but um, know some of those people and uh, very impressed with some of the things that you've put together in your organization. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate uh, that uh, word of confidence from you. And uh, the goal of Risk Roundup series is that we want to report, we want to research, review, and report on the critical security risk that are emerging because of all this technology transformation and the advances that is happening and the impact that is going to have on everyone, in, in, including individuals as well as entities across nations, government, uh, industries, organizations, and academia. And none of this is possible without the participation of you know, thought leaders like you that are willing to contribute, participate so passionately and uh, advise and share their thoughts to our global viewers and listeners on what they feel that are the critical security risks. Because uh, when we have the following from each and every nation, none of those nations, most of those nations, as you say, they are not able to go and listen to thought leaders like you at conferences. It's not possible, you know, for every one of them to, you know, be able to. So this format that we have developed is working out really well. And we are seeing a lot of, you know, support from all across nations in uh, understanding the security risks that are emerging. So having said that, let's start talking about uh, this topic that we want to address today. So before we discuss post-quantum era, when we evaluate security breaches we see today, how will you describe the current state of IoT security across nations? That's uh, a free-for-all. Um, and I'm glad you said across all nations. Um, it's interesting. I submitted um, some comments to the last um, uh, NIST uh, IoT security um, uh, draft. And uh, what's interesting is they are working directly with the ISO. They, they have to, uh, the world's changed. Um, IoT is, is global. 
Um, if it's like um, it used to be just phones you used to bring overseas. Now you have to bring IoT overseas, and there's billions of them. So there is no national IoT. It is an international thing that we're all going to have to work together on. Um, that's the only way it will work. These are smart cities. These are smart transportations. It's critical infrastructure. There's a lot of different things that it's going to use. And uh, although I see um, uh, uh, ecosystems to be very important, you know, people have to look at these things uh, and machines. Uh, but uh, it has to be something that can go across and migrate across uh, any type of technology that there is. So um, IoT is pushing us into a different direction. And that's what I like about it. And that's what I, I fear about it. It's <laughs> very true. It is pushing us, no doubt about it. So when we look at all the current security solutions that are available, from encryption to you know so many different solutions that are out there, how effective are they? Because uh, when we are talking about IoT security, we have to evaluate whether it's data at in rest or data in motion. What are we you know securing? You know, are we securing the hardware? Are we securing the operating system? How, what are we securing, and how are we securing? And would any of these solutions that we have currently stand the even averagely power quantum computer, if it emerges today? IoT is interesting because it, it pushed security into a whole different level. Um, it says, okay, first of all, I'm very small. I have no space for a lot of software. Um, I have low battery. So if you're going to use too much of me, I'm gonna, my battery is going to go out. I'm not going to work anymore. So even in encryption, um, it, it really took a completely different look. And uh, current uh, encryption technologies uh, really can't even work in it because they're too large. It's too large of a file size. Um, and at the same time, IoT is very important. Uh, we don't think it's that important because it's very small. You know, it's very inexpensive. But it's, it's as important as your eyes and ears and your touch because that's really what IoT is. It senses what's out there in the physical world. That's the big difference in security. We're not talking about losing money, losing databases. We're talking about machines turning on and off. So um, it's something that surprisingly came out without security. Um, that was for cost benefit reasons. Uh, it's nothing new. We've, we've done this before. Uh, but what's happening now is people are realizing that, hey, that's, this is all part of the risk management. Um, you might be able to gain some things by knowing that your motor is gonna go out in a few days. It, there's so many things. Um, I always say, hey, you know, I'm getting older. I might want a pacemaker. <laughs> it's an IoT. Am I going to say, oh, no, if you can't secure it, I don't want that. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a trade-off. But it's also just extremely important to look at now. Uh, because as we migrate later on into quantum, and quantum is going to give us so much different intellectual property, it, we're not going to be able to even understand most of the stuff. Uh, but IoT is that very, very important step that has to be secured. Um, I'm in the critical infrastructure business, so I, I really have a big bias. Um, you can't buy an electric motor that doesn't have five IOTs in it right now. It's really, really difficult. Uh, you look at business trade-offs, but you got to look at security trade-offs too. And it can be done. So that, that's what we have to do. We just need to move forward.
Yes, very true. We have to look forward. But at the same time, you made a very interesting point about this, you know, nature of the things, the IoT devices that we are using. They're small, they, uh, their battery power, you know, the that is also a challenge. And also, we don't have much standards across, you know, the IoT ecosystem in the sense that, you know, there are, anybody can, you know, make those IoT devices. And uh, uh, most of them, you know, lot of them or most of them they probably don't have the uh, capability for encryption you know or you know and this encryption strength is directly tied to key size and uh, as the key size increases all we will need different kind of resources to perform the computation so uh, if we don't have the proper encryption you know embedded into those iot devices how, what do you see the ex, uh, future of the encryption if we talk specifically about encryption as we you know go closer to the uh, quantum era well there's there's two things with encryption that, that i see um one is throw away the key uh, you can't manage billions of iot you just can't do it banks barely manage keys so you have to look at something different than what we have done in the past um it, the uh, keys have served us well. Encryption algorithms have served us well. They're also 50 years old. Uh, you know, it's kind of time to move on to other things. So what happened with ILT, it's, it sort of forced the issue. Um, if you have a static um, uh, encryption, you basically have something that can be defined and can be seen with higher computing power. So you have a two-edged sword with ILT. One is you have to make it very small. The other is quantum computing will break all existing encryption. Um, again, if you have static encryption, you have a beginning and end. I don't care how complicated the formula is. Uh, the computing power quantum is going to be so great, it will be able to basically break all encryption. Then you have the same promising, well, how do you make it small so that it can actually fit in an IoT? And uh, I've had the ability, my nonprofit is project safety. And I've had the ability through the years of, of looking at some, you know, real brilliant designs, brilliant people, uh, very hard, of course, to get through standards groups and all those things that those hoops that we got to uh, jump through. Uh, but there are solutions and uh, working solutions. These are not just proof of concept. These are solutions that are actually out and working. And interestingly enough, again, I, I never saw a NIST, uh, first of all, open, open up the public and saying, we know we're in trouble. Okay? Uh, what do you got? And I respect the organization for that. And the comments that came were amazing. I mean, from the intels of the world, little guys like me, there were lots of comments knowing that ILT is different. And again, this is what's forcing different ideas. Onto, okay, how do we now encrypt this? And uh, how can we do it in a very simple file set? Some of these things can be done. And uh, some of the people I'm working with. Yes, very true. Is I mean, some of these things can be done. I mean, we need a lot of brain power. We need new ideas, new way of in, new imagination in how we can, you know, change these complex challenges coming our way because these are very complex challenges and the security of the internet. If people, I mean, the it is said that it's based on a simple mathematical premise where we factor a, a large semi-prime number into its uh, two prime numbers and uh, 
it's very complex mathematical stuff which i don't want to get into detail right now but why should we be paying attention to quantum computing and think about the post quantum cryptography if we want to secure the iot devices do they all need to go through the you know open internet because that's where the complex challenges emerge can we create an ecosystem of iot devices that is local and that doesn't have to be part of the open internet i communications is my background and from the beginnings of the internet to private line security to um, intranets a lot of different things uh, there are ways to carve out um, intranets. There are ways to carve out, carve out private networks. Uh, but when you get down to it, you can still get in. Um, it, it, you know, a lot of people always kind of a point is the internet is where the problem is. It, it's really not. It's the uh, it's the software. Um, it's it's the all the way to that end user, all the way to that small tiny device. Uh, we did pretty good job with securing networks and did a lousy job with securing software. And uh, that's really where some of the issues are. So there's two things that really need to be done, uh, you know, intrusion prevention and intrusion detection. Um, I think a lot of people have done a good job in the detection business. But when I talk to customers, they don't care about, uh, you know, if they got hacked or not. They don't, they didn't want to be hacked what we really have to do is start to look at intrusion prevention and that's going to require us to focus on cyber defense uh, not cyber security or not cyber offense we have to start looking at defense and uh, again this is where i see iot as being a very good model of saying okay now how, how can we really do this so to do it you need to do two things basically um, you need to find how you can encrypt something that's very small um, I fortunately worked with a brilliant scientist, uh, ex-NASA uh, scientist, and he made something so small, and I asked him, how did you possibly do it with so many few kilobits? And his answer was, well, I had a chip up there once and gave me two kilobits, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. the mother of invention. Yes, very true. <laughs> no, so he had a brilliant idea and said, look, rather than encode and decode, why don't I just trick you on the other end, and uh, I'm going to scramble. So I'm going to be a little, I'm going to flip this stuff around so quick, and I'm going to do it all the way down to the processor level. Now that's where we have, been. that's what IOT did is it pushed us to the processor. Yes. So that's not only the hardware, but it's the software, it's the bus action, it's that little tiny event that um, is could be extremely important. It could turn on a, a, a compressor, it could turn on a, uh, a, a power system, it can turn off a power system. So we have to now and we have to secure deep, you know, this deep learning. I, I do appreciate artificial intelligence, but artificial intelligence is also software. And um, DARPA two years ago had a very interesting uh, DARPA challenge that they do at, uh, I think it's DEF CON. And they said, okay, so we know that artificial intelligence can help us in cybersecurity. It can, you know, it can define some breaches. But what could it do for the hack? So the DARPA challenge was $2 million. They put out pretty serious money on it. Um, you basically use, they used AI to hack AI. 
So that's going to be a battle of, you know, AI. That uh, seems very interesting, Larry. Yeah, and that's really, again, our weaknesses are software. We got to understand that. So we got to look at what our software is doing. Uh, we have to look what our entire processes are doing. Uh, we need to create baselines so that we know what's right and what's wrong. Now, that's, that's difficult. It's, you know, a lot of stuff is going on. Um, we have connected things so rapidly, though, that operating systems today are, uh, you know, a person touches a button and actually, well, what did you turn on? And they say, I have no idea. I mean, that's really where we're at. We have machine, machines that are not encrypted. Uh, we have machines and machines that are not even seen. Okay, you they, you don't know what one is doing to another machine. So again, that ILP is it's pushing us to um, a point of saying, okay, how do I do this? This tiny little device with a very low overhead. When you do low overhead, by the way, it's very fast. We're talking about milliseconds. And machines, I always say, machines think in milliseconds, and I don't. <laughs> and that's what people need to understand. Those machines are working real quick. Yes. So. Sure. Can be done. There's ways to encrypt, and there's also ways to assure and audit that that device is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yes, very true. And you brought up very uh, good points about that. You know, this if we want to secure, if we want the security in right way, then we do need to make sure that each and every device that we have into our IoT ecosystem, we have you know. There is an accountability for it that we have some standards and we know how to that all those standards are enforced and that each and every device that we do need to make sure that they uh, IoT owners that those device owners they are accountable and they have proper processes and framework by which they can enforce the security and proper you know tools resources that they need that to enforce the security because with the if the world. Because everything is connected, if you know some devices are vulnerable, if the security is not enforced on them, then all devices become vulnerable because that you know security is going to be compromised. So there are we we do need to well you know we are working towards right now you know to enforce the security risk management framework. The one I see is that you know not we we don't have a very effective way of managing those security risks and when everything is you know connected. But that is a topic of you know another discussion, and we have addressed that. Uh, Uh, need for you know effective uh, security risk management framework on several risk round up episodes so we won't go into that but if you talk about the quantum computers how far are quantum computers if they and if they arrive today do you see any of us you know being prepared for uh, the security vulnerability well you know, quantum is unique in a way that it's going to basically Touch something, and uh, it will do that very securely. There, you can't crack the string of information of a few bits. Um, very hard to end. We have to still get to that point of actually knowing what we had. Uh, but um, quantum computing is going to really push us to a whole different level. In IoT right now, it's really the same thing because IoT. Is really a tiny sensor in most cases. It's touching something and saying, "Okay, this is what's happening." 
Now we have to make sure that, yes, that's what did happen. That's the information you're supposed to give me. Uh, you need to validate that information. And you need to secure that information. Um, if you don't, what's going to happen, um, unfortunately, in the physical world is what has already happened. Uh, you can use IoT for a lot of different things. Denial of service was one of the most recognizable. It's still in the IP world. Um, and it was actually a pretty good idea. Hacker, but, you know, they, they think fast. Uh, said, okay, if all those IPs are out there in IoT, why don't we just suck all those out and knock it out? Um, it's just a lot easier. Yes. Um, and you brought up standards and framework. Um, and I, I understand I work with the groups. Uh, standards and framework is important. I have a slight difference um, in cybersecurity because a hacker did something and I have to wait for standards and for these type of things. Um, I'm a believer in scope of work and getting it out there, running it, and uh, not, you know, and having people look at it. I, I'm in favor of shutting doors and shutting up. Uh, but uh, you, you, we have to change our cyber defense mentality uh, because the hackers are doing things fast and we're analyzing and sometimes, I hate to say it in standard groups, sometimes we're giving them the roadmap of hacking. I mean, a thousand eyes on something. I, I, again, I've been in the groups. I would have never thought of a certain thing that somebody else thought of. The, you know, that's just the advantage of standards. Uh, but we're in a situation that we have to react and we have to work very quickly in cybersecurity. So we have to have a different model that, that I think, uh, even Department of Homeland Security, NIST, um, DARPA does this in a lot of ways, but they should be supporting folks' work, not some standards group. Um, yes. well, let's not, you know, let's not wait for a standards group to come out. Uh, let's support and uh, there are many ways to test it. And let's just test that good idea. You know, let's let's have it in our back pocket and be ready to go if, if we need to have it. And I think we have to start thinking that way in security because it's that quick. Yes. Yes, very true. No, that's a good point. Now, if we talk about this uh, quantum cryptography and the quantum key distribution, uh, the no cloning theorem, it seems that it's becoming uh, one of the fundamental principles and it's going to be uh, probably at the center of our, you know, next generation security defenses. So while products based on quantum key distribution already are being used by, you know, some, I think most of the banks and uh, some other, you know, uh, entities also, I think governments are also using it. Uh, some governments, not all governments. It seems that uh, they are not being uh, used uh, in a commercial sense by industries, you know, many industries uh, other than, you know, banking. So do you anticipate that this is going to change and that this uh, uh, quantum key distribution will have a broad commercial usage across, you know, NGIO, that means nations, government, industries, organizations, and academia? Yes, I, I think... Uh... A couple of things have have to happen when you again IoT has forced us to think so many different ways. So you don't have um, uh, millions; you have billions. And when you have billions of IoT, they're almost impossible to manage. It's it's like the nerve end. If everyone nerve in your body, and you have to manage that, and you have to know exactly which one it is. Uh, it, it's just very very large. 
So with that, key encryption is just too difficult to manage. Uh, we didn't even talk about authentication yet, too, and I might jump into that. Authentication has to change. Um, authentication is extremely important. That's really the key to everything. You got to know what did what, and you have to follow that track. Um, but people do certain things, and actually the largest breach uh, in security and cybersecurity still is. The inside human is still the largest breach well, if humans are going to make a lot of mistakes, we should have a different authentication machine that really doesn't make and does things very quickly. But we're going to have to even kind of authenticate a little bit differently uh, to have machine-to-machine -machine authentication uh, maybe be different than uh, human authentication. And that has to be all the way to the You know, think about, I mean, it's it's kind of horrifying in a way in security. Um one second, please. I just saw something about my battery. Okay. okay. Um, what, one of the difficulties that we uh, in ILT is um, there's a lot of things going on. Well, with all those ILTs out there, how do I know that I'm turning my garage door up and not my neighbors. Uh, you know, that, that was the, the problem years ago. How do I know that I'm turning my power off and not theirs? Um, you have to authenticate, authenticate very specifically to what you are using. And that is key critical. Now, authentication currently um, is, uh, is done, um, again, through key or, or uh, through, uh, uh, you know, a way of, of managing that's too difficult. You just can't do it. So you have you have the same problem with encryption as you do with authentication. Yeah. Yes. You know, you you made an excellent point about authentication, and I think that's where uh, we are facing a lot of uh, challenges as far as you know security. If you focus on security, you know, authentication is a uh, one of the key problems. And but when we talk about this. Uh, quantum computers at what stage the development is i mean there it's a lot of people say that they are still in their infancy but these developments happen in you know privacy we won't know until you know it hits us that the quantum computers have arrived so if if that is the case and a mature quantum computer hits us you know let's say tomorrow or you know day after tomorrow or next month uh, how Quickly, I mean, how much time would we have to prepare ourselves to upgrade our infrastructure? And how how would we upgrade the infrastructure if the quantum computers hit us? With if we don't have effective technologies or effective solutions available today that could be, you know, quickly used by entities across NGIA to quickly upgrade their security infrastructure. That's a, that's an interesting point um, because quantum touches something that says this is what it is, but um, you're not telling me necessarily to do it, or I have to know what to do with it. So um, that's that's real important. It can be very specific. It can give us intellectual property. Um, uh, quantum computing is really pretty remarkable. But 
uh, we have to be able to authenticate from the beginning. And if we can't do that, that's are running into more and more issues. Um, we are today. Uh, there's uh, we, we IoT, for instance. I work with a company. Um, in the old days, we used to be able to go into a, a city and we say, "Well, I can see 20 different Wi-Fi connections." Well, now you area and say, "Well, wait a second, I can see 3,000 IoT." So we have to start defining our ecosystem as what we should be using and what we shouldn't be using. We have to start eliminating other things we're getting our um, So all that communication, and that again has to be done very quickly. Uh, it has to be done very accurately, and it has to have level. It has to be a lot of levels involved in authentication now because we are putting a lot more levels in. Yes. Yes, no, that is very true. Now, in, in addition to the authentication, it seems we will also need to increase the computational power for security. And what new procedures do you think are necessary? And what do you, what new procedures do you think are being developed for increasing the computational power that would need to support the IoT system through quantum computing? That's that's a difficult, uh, <laughs> and it's going to take. By the way. Uh, international film. Yes. Quantum computing is as important as the um, atomic uh, technology. It's it's huge. It's uh, the intellectual property. So it's going to have to be treated with respect. It's going to have to be something that's going to be understood and appreciated on a global basis. It's going to have to take collaboration by a lot of people all over the world uh, because the responsibility of it is tremendous. I mean, think about not knowing something and then finding it out in a millisecond and and nobody else has this because you have a quantum computer and they don't that's that's real so um it, it is something that we're going to have to really look at and i i think again i think iot and securing iot is the first step into it and that's why i think i you know i'm focusing on it now because with quantum just around the door I think the learning process will be learned through ILT. Yes, no, very true. Now, if you look at the governments, how are governments uh, attempting to address the IoT security? Um, it's, it's the public-private sector needs to sit in one room. Um, I spoke at Oak Ridge uh, National Labs, and that's the you know the home of the Manhattan Project, where the secrets of the atomic bomb were kept, and. Uh, the communication I had there, including myself, was some of this stuff we have to sit in the same room that's public-private sector, and uh, and we have to shut up sometimes. And and that's really the kind of world we're living Think about daily when you have quantum uh, intellectual property coming up on an hourly basis. I mean, things that we've never thought of, never knew that was possible. Um, that's how, how it's going to be. So I think there has to be a public and a private sector to work together, uh, certainly in privacy um, and a lot of things to be in. Because I, I, I get between them all the time, intel agencies from a government standpoint and uh, some of the biggest corporations uh, with, you know, funding and a lot of technology sitting at their doorstep. And um, yeah, it's interesting where I'm at, being in Tampa, we have Centcom here. And we had a very interesting um, group that spoke 
and you know, the Intel community, you know, the one of the larger venture capital people that was investing a lot in IoT. And uh, believe it or not, it wasn't a yin and yang conversation. There was a lot of agreement that they all need to collaborate and they need to share and uh, they need to discuss. These things are, are seriously important in the physical world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Collaboration and cooperation is the key. We, uh, the com problems that we are, are coming our way and the solutions that would need to be uh, developed and implemented would require collective intelligence and collective efforts. Uh, without that, it's not going to be possible to solve some of the big complex problems, security problems coming our way. But if you talk about quantum computing and uh, what would need to be upgraded when quantum computers hit us, uh, and it becomes, uh, you know, a common thing across nations. What are what specific things needs to be changed or replaced, like from hardware to software? What needs to be, you know, replaced for effective security? I think, I think rather uh, we have to interface. Um, I come from the days, you know, analog fiber optics, and that's what we did. We migrated you know from uh you know from analog to uh, optic light and that's the same thing that we're going to with all the software all the hardware that's out um uh, into quantum computing that will give you some additional capabilities but it's a matter of uh finding ways for them to work together which we're already doing in uh, cybersecurity. um quantum is a pattern it's not software you know, it doesn't link and unlink. That's why we're getting hacked right now. That's why you can't hack it long. Um, interesting enough, some of the way that we're looking at today of actually um, making sure that our device is doing what it's supposed to do is looking at that device and making a pattern. Well, that pattern can actually be a way of quantum computing learning what that device is doing. So we are already seeing migration paths of quantum computing into our existing technologies. And, you know, you were talking about quantum computers of, of stuff that has to integrate. Um, I think quantum has its place. I think it's going to be remarkable. And uh, again, I, I see IoT in the way I think much might be different than other people as being that stepping stone to uh, quantum. Well, let me give you an example, by the way. Um, uh, IoT is our senses. Okay, our eyes, our ears. Uh, that's what IoT does to collect that. Um, interesting enough, and I go that far back, um, analog sensing devices were more accurate than digital. Uh, digital kind of chopped it up. Uh, well, what's interesting with uh, IoT is that it's sometimes just grabbing that information and can grab it in that same way of looking at it as a pattern. Well, if you have the pattern, you actually more accurately define what is going on. So uh, IoT and quantum are going to interface uh, very easily. Yes, yes, yes. No, that that's a that's a good point. Now, as we move forward, as we get you know closer to quantum computer era and uh, probably then beyond, what do you see? Uh, coming our way, what do you see that concerns you from the security perspective, not just about the post-quantum era, but beyond that? Centralization is something that we have to be concerned with. Uh, some of the countries that are uh, 
investing a lot in quantum computing is China and Russia. Uh, it's because they already have centralized societies. So for them, it's perfect. Because it's like, okay, we already have a centralized society. Look, you just touch my quantum and I, I run everything. Um, it doesn't work that way with, uh, with other nations. And I also think that quantum might give you a it still takes that very mind creative person to actually understand what quantum gave you. So I think there'll be a win-win around. Um, I, I, I do think though that we have to be, again, respectful to um, a massive amount of intellectual property that we're gonna gain through quantum. It's, it's just gonna be remarkable. And uh, with that, I think we have a choice uh, to uh, isolate ourselves. I think countries are going to have to work together. Um, it's just like, you know, now we have a scientist that knows how to make atomic bomb times thousands because the quantum computer just taught them something that nobody else even thought of. So it's going to be a whole different era. Yes, it is going to be very, very different. So what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners, especially those who are concerned about the post-quantum computer era and all those young, brilliant minds across nations who are very passionate about making a difference, not only for their nation, but for the global community and the humanity and our coming tomorrow. And I think the realization of uh, the power of quantum is going to push us into that. I mean, uh, we just have to understand uh, how important that's going to be you know, to our future. That's, that's going to put us on other planets. That's going to uh, uh, let us understand you know, our Earth better than we've ever understood it. So, you know, that's something you work on, uh, not separately. And, and that's really the future that I see. And I work with scientists all over the globe. So um, scientists are scientists. They, they, they are national, but they're not. Uh, they're brilliant people that... Uh, most times, and, and I say most times, uh, it will want to do the right things. And uh, those are the people that I work with and really proud to work with. Yes, very, very true. Most of them want to do the right thing. It's just the those very few or those exceptions that uh, want to do wrong and harm the uh, humanity or their nations or you know anyone that is their target that is the cause of concern so thank you so much larry for participating in risk roundup today we appreciate your thoughtful insight on how to secure iot's and the state of iot security in a post-quantum computer era and our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the understanding you provided on the state of encryption and its vulnerability and security. So even if a single individual or entity can understand the complex security challenge facing the IOTs in the post-quantum era and prepare or protect themselves based on the understanding they receive from this discussion we had today, this risk round of dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. I thank you for your organization. IoT is going to force us into a global world as quantum is. So, uh, you know, again, as I said before, we don't really have a choice, which uh, maybe is a good one. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So security is a complex challenge and Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace, geospace and space. 
we at risk group believe that risk management security and peace they walk together hand in hand though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict and it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two all three concepts feed into each other we believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations tradition becomes our security so if we build a culture of managing risk effectively it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace let's manage the existing and emerging risk together for more information on the risk roundups to watch the risk roundup videos or hear the risk roundup audio podcast please go to riskgroupalc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share until next time i'm jayshree host of risk roundup signing off see you next time Thank you.